The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. This is Opal Singleton, and the show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We talk about sex trafficking, labor trafficking, social media exploitation, child pornography, and how to prevent it. This is a live radio show, and it is with Voice America, and we very much appreciate our friendship and relationship with them. If you want to join me today, usually we have Susie Carpenter on with us, but she is busy today and cannot. And so I welcome you to call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, many of you send me emails. You can do that by sending me an email at opal at million kids. And that is spelled M-I-L-L-I-O-N. It is millionkids.org, opal at millionkids.org. Now, you can actually archive this show by contacting us, and we'll get you an embed code. And uh, you can put this show on your website so that you can provide free human trafficking training to your entire organization, whether it's a church or a corporation or whoever it is, we can provide that to you. Our goal is to provide free human trafficking training all around the world everywhere we can. Having said that, we truly, truly appreciate our financial sponsors And if you're a corporation and you want to advertise on this show, please contact us. I'm so busy doing the work, we hardly have time for doing that kind of promotion. Well, folks, this week I had an amazing week before we get started on this. This week I was in Wyoming, up by uh, north of Evanston, and we trained a lot of law enforcement in Wyoming. And we had a lot of discussion of what to look for, because obviously... Human trafficking in a small town or a town that's located on the I-80 highway uh, is really quite a bit different than human trafficking in a big city such as Salt Lake, where they have quite a few gangs, or Los Angeles or Riverside County. And so it was really a great time with a great group of people. I wanted to share with you that God really protected me. I'm just on a different subject here. I'm going down the highway in Wyoming at 11 o'clock at night in a rental car, and here's this suicidal deer standing right in the middle of the road. And I hit that poor baby head on at 75 miles an hour. And I am lucky to be alive. So praise God for this. Anyway... So I said to myself, what is important to teach you? So what we're talking about today um, is how to spot human trafficking. Now, there's all kinds of websites out there that talk about what kinds of things of looking for on a sex trafficking victim. But, of course, human trafficking is much more than just sex trafficking. And especially if you're training law enforcement and like that. So I sat down today and started doing a kind of a whole log, if you will, about um, what to look for for all kinds of trafficking. And so I'm going to kind of start for it. In law enforcement, we talk about 
um, you know, a lot of times in traffic stops, how do they see something like that? Well, this also works for some of you out in the public that work with this kind of thing. In this case, one of the first things to look for is an older guy or guys with a younger girl or girls. A lot of times the victim will have their head down, especially a lot of times you'll see this in a moving car where they're actually uh, setting apart. The guys are in the front, the girls are in the back, but that, that's not always true because you can have a bottom girl in the front seat. But a sign is that the girls will have their head down a lot of times. It's obvious that they're being controlled, that they're, that they're fearful and like that. Uh, maybe they will lie about their age, and that is very often. Many times that they are um, drugged, and it's difficult to um, interact with them. They're not acting normal at all. They may show signs of a lack of sleep there, signs of hunger or malnutrition. Uh, they, you know, you should look for signs of abuse on them, things like cigarette burns. You see a cigarette burn, that should be a big red flag immediately. Uh, separate them immediately and give them a chance to be able to talk completely away from their captor where they can't hear and nobody can hear what they're saying. Um, look for signs of iron burns. That's, that's something that we see in our cases. You know, one of the things I often talk about is to follow us on Facebook. You, you just go to Million Kids and then find face, uh, go to Facebook, excuse me, and then find Million Kids and hit like. And you will see cases, Susie posts cases there several times a day. And you look at those cases, not just from the idea that, oh, this is awful, and it is awful, there is no doubt about that, but look for things like what did we learn about the victim in there. A lot of times that you will see there, when they are arrested, there are signs of strangulation. There's bruises, and just not just bruises, especially for you social workers and public health workers, mental health workers out there that you're looking for this, look for signs of older and newer bruises that they may be a regular occurrence on there, signs of uh, cuts on there. They're fearful of police. They will often talk to uh, the, the victim, the pimp will, and tell them, you know, you talk to the police, you say anything, you get picked up. Many of these girls, when they're brought in and are, and are arrested or interrogated, they're horribly abused by the pimp when they get back. It's like it's their fault they got picked up. And this will even happen if they're stopped for a speeding uh, uh, ticket or something like that, and the girls are separated and taken in. You know, the girls still will be punished for that. Um, you know, they're unusually anxious. Or maybe they're completely shut down. Uh, maybe they have a lack of memory on something like that. So you'll want to watch for signs like that. Another thing that I suggest to law enforcement is look for signs of family trafficking. And it can be one or two parents. We have a case right here in Riverside area, let's say alleged because it has not yet finished in court, but it was a mother and a father. Now, there was a lot of mess going on in there. Now, are they trafficking or are they abusing the child or are they into child pornography and they're filming that child and distributing it? These are all questions you have to ask as you're looking at a scene and saying what is going on here. I think one of the hard parts there is actually getting over the idea that you can be family trafficked. 
you know, I know for myself that was a very big deal. Uh, my background, I worked out of Cambodia. You see family trafficking in Cambodia, but not so much today. And so what I'm going to say to you is that, you know, begin to watch for signs that there's something unusual going on there, something that you're not sure of. And so see what you can do to kind of assess that. It doesn't feel like a normal family situation. So those are all kinds of things. And this may pop up in a domestic violence case, by the way. You're out there and you're saying, you know, he's older, she's younger, they're obviously in some sort of family fight, and you say to yourself, think about, could this be trafficking? Could this be something else other than what we're looking at? And so those are signs that you'll want to um, consider in there in family trafficking. Are there drugs in the home there? And it could be the abuse of one or more children. You want to look for signs of family human trafficking, but you also want to look for signs of child pornography, especially if the child's quite young, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, even younger you know, 39% of kids that are in uh, victims of child pornography are under the age of five. We're up against a break, and we will be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest-growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. 
That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. We are with millionkids.org. And you can call into the show at 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight eight, or you can email me at opal at me and kids. So what is happening this morning is that we are looking at signs of human trafficking, and human trafficking is such a broad subject. And you'll see these little cards out, you know, if you see this or if you see that. But since I've worked in this now for nine years, and I do train law enforcement and first responders, I look for. A lot more than that. Uh, You know, I want to be able to equip people to be able to look at something and pick up a subtle sign. It isn't obvious. I'm going to tell you that. Human trafficking cases almost always start with a concept of, you know, there's just something not right here. Now, what I want to take this into next, I was kind of talking to law enforcement over the last section, and I want to talk mainly now to parents and grandparents and school officials and like that on teenage sex trafficking and the ideas of early signs of grooming, signs of changes. Now, any one of these signs can indicate that there's something else going on or nothing going on at all. But if you put the signs together, then you start to build a story and you start to realize. And I want to share that with you because there is a lot of talk now about human trafficking. There's all these documentaries. Uh, You know, half the movie stars out there are now promoting this, and that's good. I, I don't mean to put that down in any way. However, there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of, you know, melodrama going on. And so I would caution you that... You know, I don't believe there's human trafficking behind every bush. However, I do believe that it's important that we recognize it when we see it. So I'm going to talk about especially teenage victims and the early signs of grooming. So some of the things I want you to look for, especially as a parent, is usually it starts with things like trouble sleeping or keeping odd hours. All of a sudden, there's a major personality change. Maybe they become extremely rebellious. A lot of times in guys, if they're being exploited, let's say they're being sextorted, where they're being blackmailed with a photo or, or you know, they're being approached by another male, say, through an online game, or, or um, it can even be in person. Let's don't overlook that. We spend so much time talking about social media that we forget this kind of thing often takes place in person, especially with guys, by the way. Uh, we had a case out here in, um, in Palm Desert, and there his name was uh, David Yoder. He's now convicted, so we can say definitely a case of this. And he was going to skateboard parks, and he would offer out iPhones, iPads, um, even skateboard equipment and stuff like that, and begin to lure people in. Now, in his case, he was also violating a foster child that he had adopted that was living with him. In fact, in that case, that child was actually sleeping in the bed as a partner with him. This was a special needs foster child. So what was happening there was all of a sudden these young men, these victims, would be coming home with 
new gifts. And he would try to get them into modeling positions. In his case, I mean, he swears up and down that he didn't do this and what he did wasn't wrong. But he actually was selling these boys, sharing these boys in a ring. In some cases, they were actually taken to Arizona. My point is, if you're the parent to one of those children, one of your first signs is the kid comes home with an iPad. Where the heck did you get that? Or you have a whole new skateboard. Really? Who gave you that? So guys, when they start to get sexually um, exploited, may be withdrawn. Both guys and girls will probably become defensive. In many cases, they might start cutting. Uh, many times, they might have start having eating disorders because they're traumatized and they don't have a way to tell you that. They may become very emotional. Everything is like a big blow-up, huge change in behavior. Uh, they're anxious. They have outbursts, uh, maybe outbursts of anger. That, uh, or maybe they suddenly become very depressed. They may become sullen. They may shut down. They're unwilling to talk. That is another way. You know, it, sexual exploitation... I've always said that there is a real connection between sex and the soul. It's the only bodily function that really, really changes your behavior. And so watch for those kinds of things. If they won't talk, you know, those are, those are all signs that something very, very serious beyond the norm is happening to your child. Do not be in denial. Get yourself into counseling. It will be the best investment you ever make. You say to yourself, well, that costs money. Well, most counselors are reasonably priced. But get into a licensed marriage family therapist that is trained in trauma bonding, that is trained in grooming, that is trained in human trafficking. Not all of them are. And so ask that question, but get them into counseling. If they won't go, you go. And then try to get them to go as a family because this will only accelerate. It will only get worse. Maybe they're being influenced by an outsider. That usually is what's happening. they got a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend. Sixty percent of our cases, the recruitment is involving another girl. And so watch out for that. If you start to see your child, especially if your child is like 14, which is a common age, and he's like 24, Whoa, stop everything you're doing. I don't care what it costs you. You know, sell, have a garage sale, raise some money. I don't care what you do, but get the kid into counseling. And get you into counseling and do it quickly. Because what he will do is he will build a wedge between you and them. You know, look for a responsible child that suddenly becomes irresponsible. Or they're in a relationship with an older person. Maybe they're seen leaving uh, vehicles with an unknown adult. Maybe they start lying and changing that part. of You know, a normally very responsible kid will change their opinion. If you're a spiritual family and you normally go to church and they start dropping out of church, now there's a lot of reasons why a teenager may want to stop and drop out of church. But, you know, ask yourself, is there something more going on here? Do they keep unusual hours? All of a sudden, they're not willing to join in family events. Maybe they start having a lot of gifts. Uh, If it's a girl, 
She'll be getting her hair done. She'll get her nails done. Maybe she comes up with some new clothes. Uh, guys, it's usually electronics, uh, you know, iPhones, iPads, those kinds of things. Uh, they may spend an unusual amount of time texting. Now, I know what I'm saying. Your average kid today texts 150 times a day on average. But this kid is all of a sudden just having to text. Hey, parents, you know me. Look at those texts. Look at those emails. Look at those chat rooms. Look at those photos. Borrow that phone. In most cases, you own that phone, and you're loaning it to them. Get involved. People will say to me, you know, is it, is it okay? I, I don't want to interfere with my child's privacy. Are you kidding me? This kid's 14 years old. Have you quit parenting? You have another four years where you need to be able to influence that child. And you loan that child the phone. You're paying the payments. I always say if you see your child standing on a train track and there's a moving train coming, you're not going to stop and apologize. You are going to push that child off the track. And just think of that phone as a train track. Look at those things on there. Do they suddenly have more money than usual? Hey, that's a big one. Ask that question. Is somebody else starting to direct their day-to-day activity, where they go, what they do? Are they in secret with that person and they're unwilling to disclose that to you? You know, do they start to dress differently? That often is a big, big sign out there of what is going on. Do they have a new phone that you didn't give them? Especially if it's a prepaid phone, why do they need a prepaid phone? Really, why do they need that? You know, maybe they're um, starting to dress differently. Pay attention to that. Is it more provocative? Maybe they have a new tattoo, subtle tattoo in unusual places. You know, ask questions. Who gave them permission to get a tattoo? Does it have somebody's name on it? Does it have a crown on it? That's huge. A diamond on there? Is this got somebody's name, like in branding? Go through their photos and videos and look for words like daddy and wifey or meeting up at odd hours. Are they in a drop box? Have they suddenly started using disappearing video? Are they in a chat room? Are they in a chat room on a video game? And do you know who's in that chat room? You know, are they into live streaming? Are they camming? Are they recording videos? Look for sexually explicit photos on Facebook, Messenger, on Instagram, on Snapchat. I know Snapchat goes away. Are they all of a sudden using more money than usual? And where are they getting that money? Are they suddenly excited about a modeling job? Or are they in a rap band? Or are they going to become a makeup artist? Maybe they want to take a field trip. And it isn't authorized by the school. Or maybe, maybe they want to go off on spring break with people you don't know. All of these are signs that something else is going on. And I I really need you to not be radical. You know, certainly teenagers are volatile. They're getting their moral identity. They're getting their sexual identity. They're just getting their identity. 
And, you know, parents, I'm going to tell you that is one of the most important things that you can do. If there's ever a time to increase the dialogue with your child, it's in those early teenage years. And they are counting on you to guide them. Well, folks, we're up against this hard break again. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. You can always contact us at opalatmeandkids.org. We'd ask you to let us know you're out there. Send us an email. Go on to Facebook at Me and Kids. Log on, like us, and let us know that you're out there. We got our stats recently. I'm just really, really pleased by the number of people who are following us around the world. It's in the thousands, and it's really, really impressive, especially out of Europe. We really appreciate you uh, following us out there. We apologize for the technical problem we're having today. For some reason, my little microphone has decided to go out, so we're using the phone today, and I hope it works for you. 
Okay, so we have been talking about what to look for. We started out with what law enforcement should look for. Now we are talking about the early parts of grooming, and then we're going to get into what sex trafficking looks like in general as well as child pornography. And then the last section will be how to uh, spot labor trafficking. So we've been talking about if you're a parent or you're a school official, what does this look like in the early stages of grooming? Now, many of you know that I talk about um, online gaming and how online gaming is used to recruit kids. And so I want to say, you know, online gaming, how do you spot if a child is being exploited on that? How do you spot if it's just gaming as usual? Because that's kind of a crazy deal when you think about it. Many gamers, in fact, I've been looking at the idea of gaming addiction, and my friend Dr. Andy Doan has a new workbook about to come out that we'll be promoting. So there is gaming addiction. So, you know, once you get into a game, you're kind of in another world. And so that's hard for parents to understand when a child is really being exploited and when they're just living in this other world and a world that the parent doesn't enter into. Well, folks, I'm going to tell you the quickest and easiest way is for you to enter into their world, okay? If you have a 12, 13, 14-year-old child that is playing, a video game in a chat room with people they don't know, I recommend that you get involved, get yourself an avatar, and play that game with them and find out who they're talking to. That's the first way to find out if your child is being exploited. However, if you're not willing to do that, watch out for this. Are they a heavy gamer? Maybe they can't sleep. You've seen a change in behavior. Maybe they're extremely secretive. Maybe they're showing signs of gaming addiction. You know, more than even sex trafficking, maybe they're seeing signs that, you're, that they're getting into extremism. You know, maybe uh, the Nazi group, the ISIS group, the violent groups, the political groups, they're showing signs of unusual um, influence that is changing in their life. The minute you see that, You need to immediately, number one, decrease the amount of gaming. Two, get involved. Three, get counseling. Because someone else, other than the family unit, is really influencing your child. Do they hide the phone when you walk in? Do they have one of those apps that that is called a ghost app? By the way, if you see a calculator on your kid's phone, don't think that they're adding and subtracting. Those kinds of apps are ghost apps so that it hides what they're doing. Do they belong to an encrypted messaging chat room? Why? If you ever see dot onion, that tells you they're into the dark web. And I would immediately get them into counseling and maybe get in there and find out you may end up having to take them to law enforcement. I know you love your child. But why is a child in the dark web? Because that's nothing but bad news for a minor in there. Are they suddenly starting to look at a lot of pornography? That is a huge one there. 
we're starting to be very concerned about animated pornography because it is so prolific. You know, do they have a Dropbox? Do they have an encrypted messaging app? If you don't know how to look at those things, engage a family member and take a look. Sit down and start to have conversations with your child. Get them off the gaming. The best way to get them off that gaming, if you think they're being recruited or influenced, is literally you take control of it. You're the adult in the family still. Take them out for a hike. You know, go to the beach. Start having family time. Do bicycling. Have family events. Um, Go places together. Go to the zoo. Go to Disneyland, you know. Go to church. Start having family events without the phone. There is something in gaming called the Tetris effect. Dr. Andrew Doan talks about this. You know, if you take your your son or your daughter out and they're a heavy gamer and they absolutely can't participate in the rest of the family, that's a sign that they're being influenced. Because what happens in the Tetris effect is that you will, your child will be involved in that game even though you've taken the phone or the computer away from them. They will spend all their time doing the next play. What does that tell you? That tells you that that chat room, that, that guild, that group of people has more influence on your child at that moment than you do because they're spending all their time developing the next play and, you know, developing the next response in there. So do they drop out of family events? All of a sudden, they're not going to go to whatever you, they're not going to go out to dinner with you because they need to be there to play. You stop right there and take control of your family. Let me just slow down and say that again. That is a huge warning sign right there that someone else is affecting your child more than you and the family. And, I, you know, I'm going to tell you that's a sign of grooming. And so you need to get involved in this. You know, I don't care who you are. This happens to the smartest of families. Some of the most successful families literally buy these games, these sophisticated games, and use them as babysitters. Think about what you're doing in your family. Is that happening? And then how do you get control? Now, are they being groomed? I don't know. You won't know. You absolutely won't know yourself. If you do this at a distance and you don't get involved, if you're not tech savvy, get someone in your family or a pastor or a friend, that is, that can sit with a child and say, let's see what you're doing because we, we care about you. And they're going to fight you tooth and nail because they're living in a fantasy world and they don't want that world of reality. And that is another sign that they've crossed over is if this is happening and it's hurting their school grades, you know, they're dropping out of real life, if they're starting to show signs of behavior that other people are influencing them, then I would really start to ask a lot of questions on that. So I'm going to move away from gaming now, and we are going to talk about the signs of, of sex trafficking and what to look for because of the fact that 
there is a lot of information about that. But human trafficking isn't something where you can just check the box, one, two, three, four. I see this all the time, you know, where a parent will come to me and go, I saw this, 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 and this, and I think my child is. What do you think? Could be, but maybe not. We need to be careful in this day and age that we don't jump to the conclusions and don't decide that our child is out there as a victim if they're not. However, I will tell you that once you start to see these signs, you will start to recognize them very quickly. Human trafficking usually starts, in a case of human trafficking, with this idea of there's just not something right here in this situation. I can't put my hand on it, but there's something not quite right. There's a change of behavior. So if your child has gone from just the grooming stage to actually being in sex trafficking, or if your law enforcement or social worker or school counselor or somebody that's looking for the signs, we're going to start into this. Now, I can tell that we're going to have to break right in the middle of this because this gets kind of long, but I want to get started in it, and we'll be coming right back to it. So the first one is a change in behavior. That, and that can look like many things. It can look like anxiety. It can look like cutting. It can look like emotional trauma. What we're seeing here in Southern California, and California is the number one state for human trafficking cases, is a lot of kids are being uh, sucked in, maybe by a bottom girl. They, uh, you know, get them in, get some gifts, take them to uh, a party, And they gang rape them and they film them and they send them home and begin to blackmail them by getting them to continue to turn tricks while living at home. So a lot of times a parent will go, well, you know, she's slipping away from me. Uh, I don't know what to do with her. All of a sudden she's got this new tattoo. What do you think? Hello? That's a huge billboard sign right there. If she has a tattoo of somebody's name or a crown or, or um, you know, the word king or something to do with king or dollars or diamonds, you know, all of those are big red flags. I would stop right there and ask myself some questions about this. Her behavior changes dramatically. She suddenly is not that sweet, innocent kid that you've always known or that responsible kid that you've always known. A lot of this is being driven by shame. We talk about shame and how it changes your self-perception in our work with me and kids. You see, shame is different than guilt. Guilt, you've done something wrong, you can apologize, and you can change it. But shame says... I am wrong. Nobody, if people really knew what I was like, nobody would like me. And all of a sudden, they'll start to look different. They wear a lot more makeup. Their hair gets kind of crazy. Now, it could be just teenage rebellion, but you get that gut feeling if you know this child. Their skirt gets to be six inches long, or they're wearing spandex and high heels. Um, Maybe they're wearing a lot more makeup, and they're unbuttoning their blouse way down. I see this when I go to schools to speak. You know, you have all these kids who are normal, and then this girl who comes in. I just saw one yesterday. You know, a girl comes in, and she's got all this cleavage, and she's buttoned way down to the blow. Hello? Where are you going with that? So changes in behavior changes in clothing. Well, I knew we wouldn't get through this section completely, so bear with us. We'll have a break, and we'll be right back. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. We are talking about how to recognize signs of sex trafficking. And I think, you know, in sitting here and thinking and working with each of you, um, and I feel like I know each and every one of you, and thank you for following us. We really, really appreciate it. And I really want to thank the people who donate and support us financially, the people who help sponsor this program, and also people who keep us going doing the work that we've done. We have now trained more than 100,000 people on this, and they're very important people. We train now a lot of law enforcement and first responders. You know, I'm thinking because we're having technical difficulties this week and it's a bit challenging and this is such an important subject and we did not get all the way through it, I think that we're going to do one more segment on this for next week's show so that you'll have two sets of archived documents that you can refer to in your training. So we are talking about how to spot sex trafficking if you're a first responder, if you're a parent, uh, if you're a school counselor. Now, we're talking about, at this point, hardcore sex trafficking. The first one is they're usually controlled, either physically or psychologically, by another person. They may put their head down. They may avert eye contact with you. Uh, and those are all big signs right up front that they're not acting normally. Look for multiple phones or a burner phone. If you have a phone that you know, is a a prepaid phone, that doesn't always mean they're being trafficked. But especially if it's a teenager and you're a parent and all of a sudden your child comes in with what we call a burner phone in the business, but that's a temporary phone, you know, one of those prepaid kinds of phones. Why does a child need a second phone? Or if you have multiple phones, for instance, for law enforcement in a police stop, why do they have multiple phones and they have out-of-area area code phones? 
Um, if you're a, a counselor or, or a DFS or Child Protective Services or uh, a social worker or a um, law enforcement, watch for things like a small notebook or a small sheet of pa- paper where they're trying to keep notes of their contacts and their customers. Do they have an inability to speak for themselves? For instance, you ask them questions and they start looking over to another person. That lets you know who is controlling their behavior. Um, Is the information provided, let's say you have a a situation where there's more than one person that you're talking to and you believe one of the persons is being trafficked, but every time you ask a question, the other person responds. You know, that's, that's a big sign. Look for tattoos, tattoos of branding. You know, we were talking about cat crowns and, and king, but look for other people's names or tattoos of degradation. You know, I saw one that said whore life. Uh, I show that often in my PowerPoints. And by the way, we do come out and make presentations on this. If anybody's in Southern California, actually all across the United States, we can call and, and train law enforcement or corporations uh, or large church conferences, that kind of thing. Maybe they're not in control. You can tell that. And they don't have control of their own documents. You know, they don't have a driver's license. They don't have their own ID. Um, they don't have their own bank card where they can go to an ATM. Uh, if they're foreign national, do they have their passport? Do they have their own ID papers? Look for words like wifey and daddy on cell phones and correspondence or even on tattoos. Anything that might say wifey or daddy or she's referring to that or you hear those words, that's a huge red flag. Look for evidence if you know the person that they're going by another name or the ID they give you isn't their real name and they're going by a false name. You know, uh, look for signs that they're traveling from city to city, that they don't have a particular place. You know, if they're from Riverside County, but all of a sudden you're seeing that they're going to Ventura and they're going over to L.A. and and they're being moved around, uh, or that they don't even know where they're at, what city they're in. If you see them in a motel and they don't know what town they're in, that's a huge red flag. And, you know, I'm going to tell you this, just in case you're listening or you know somebody is listening, and you happen to be a John, a sex buyer, and you happen to be listening to the show, I get it that the odds aren't too great that, that's, that you're listening to this show. But if any guy is listening and somebody says, I'm being trafficked and they want help, give them help. Many a times, these girls, the only other person they have access to is a sex buyer. And they don't, these sex buyers don't want to get caught up in it. But, you know, do the right thing and help that person out. This young girl or young guy may display general feelings of helplessness. You know, they may show shame or guilt. They may blame themselves. That is a huge Huge red flag, licensed marriage family therapists that might be listening to this. You know, it's like domestic violence. You know, I know, I, you know, he beat me. He beat me, uh, but it was my fault. I know I was supposed to make $500. I quit early. I know that if I did this, I was going to make him mad. I knew that if I got caught, he was going to beat me. And they will blame themselves for getting caught. It sounds like domestic violence, 
but look for signs of trafficking. Are they totally dependent on another human being? That is absolutely huge. And are they dependent on another girl? Let me stop and say that again. Are they dependent on another girl that might be abusing them? 60% of our cases involve another girl. Maybe they show signs of shock or denial. You know, well, it's not that bad. You can manage it. Signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. They're not in touch with reality. Now, many of these girls and guys are drugged. That's especially true with victims of male trafficking. You know, 60% of guys who are in sex trafficking, I did an entire show on this a while back, are heterosexual, and they're trading their body for a place to stay. You know, it's called couch surfing. And what's interesting about that is that most of their victims are white male executives who are, are abusing those males. And so, you know, they don't trust other males, and they don't uh, trust executive males. You know, so are they, are they being moved from place to place? Are they really kind of homeless? Are they, you know, sleeping on somebody's couch? That can be a big sign if you're working for, with a young male. You know, and they can be 16, 17, 18 years old. They can be 21, 22. Are they kind of homeless? They don't have anywhere to go. They're kind of in a relationship, but not really. But there's signs of abuse that is going on there. You know, they get into trauma bonding where they defend what is happening there. She may actually or he may actually defend their own captor. And they may be in love with them. They may be in love with them or they may hate them, but they will defend them every time. You know, are they in PTSD? Do they have major fears? Do they have phobias? Do they have panic attacks? Is there signs of anxiety? Is there signs of depression going on? They may have trouble acknowledging reality. Are they emotionally numb? Are they detached? Are they in a disassociation disorder for you counselors that are out there? You know, are they, are they really kind of totally flat, unable to respond appropriately? Now, we're coming to the end of the show, and I apologize for the technical difficulties that we've been having. But if you know of anybody that may be in one of these situations, and you think they're a victim of human trafficking, report them to the National Trafficking Hotline in the U.S., that is 1-888-3737-888. If you're international, you can go to the Virtual Global Network. That is put out by Homeland Security and report that way. Or email me to opal at meandkids.org, and I will get it over to Homeland Security and they will then begin to do a, an international case. I thank you for listening each week. Thank you for following ExploitedCrimes.com. Thank you for listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity on Voice America Variety Channel. We will see you next week.
Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.